Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, every morning that I get to start off in the Coffee with Jim and James coffee bar is a great day. So I am pumped today. But I got to tell you a little story about our guest today. There's always uh, a story. There, that's what I, I am made for stories. People say that I am the ultimate storyteller. Some of them may be fabricated, allegedly, but this one is true. I want to tell you how we got to know our guests. Um, walking through the SGA event in Charlotte, down the aisle, I saw a booth and I'm walking by and it says sick. And now I, I think there's a different pronunciation that we may learn down the road. But anyways, I see this and I'm like, wow. I said, that, that name is really sick. And somebody by the name of Jeremy may have looked at me up from setting up. I mean, people are busy working where I'm doing what I normally do, walk around and meet people. And as he's putting together stuff, he looks at me and goes, oh, that's the first time I've ever heard that one. <laughs> but we got to know each other there. There were just a few booths down. And uh, again, the idea, though, James, of you know trade conferences, this is a, a perfect example of it. Is you know we go there to meet people and to establish relationships and networks, yeah. and as a result, we're sitting here today. So, anyways, you know, James, that's a that's a really good point, uh, Jimmy. Is one cool thing about getting back out there, you know, back in the industry these past couple of months, is the kind of byproduct of the show of getting to meet people that we want to bring on the show, you know, or yeah, want absolutely. to come on the show. They're like, what are you doing? And we're like, I don't know. Uh, and, and we meet up and people are like, I really want to be a part of this. Or we're like, you need to come on the show. And we've been trying to catch up honestly from all those conferences and get everybody recorded. So Jeremy is one of those victims um, from that very thing. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. It's our yeah, pleasure. Here. We are excited. We, we did. We got to spend some time uh, together in Charlotte uh, when, I don't know, somebody won an award for a podcast. Isn't that what it was? Was that before the award or afterward? Were we award winning when you met Jeremy or were we? No, it was before that I met him because we, I, at that time, we didn't think that we had a snowball's chance of winning that award. And so we were. And then we were the just, snowball won. Yeah. yeah, we were honored. Anyway, we, we, we have a quota, Jeremy, to bring that up four more times. So um, Three left. help us out. Help us out. <laughs> so, Jeremy, tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, yeah, introduce yourself, please, in your title. Sure. Uh, and then I want to dive a little bit deeper in a second. But please, uh, you, have the, you have the stage, sir. Sure. No, thank you. Nope. My name is Jeremy Stewart. I work with SICK. Um, office out of Houston, home office out of Pennsylvania. I am in the oil and gas division of SICK and I actually oversee or help oversee all of the downstream slash utility business in the U.S. for natural gas. Okay, okay. We have been seeing, and I again, I want to get the pronunciation all right because normally we would just say SICK, but I know that sure. there's a little bit. Can you go into the, you guys have been around for a long time. I don't think people really realize that. We've been mm -hmm. seeing more and more at trade events which is great. Can you give us a little history of your company, where it began, uh, kind of the highlights, and how you got involved with it too, please? Sure. Yep. So SICK uh, just turned 75 here last year or this year. And um, <clears throat> it's actually a person's last name. So Zick is Dr. Erwin Zick. He is a, a German. He's from Germany. 
And our company is still a privately owned German company. Um, we do more than just um, natural gas meters and, and measurement. We also have a process division, a um, logistics automation division, industrial automation divisions as well. So what we are is a sensor company. Uh, so we really specialize in, in sensors all throughout the world. So we are a global company. Wow. You know, we just had, uh, well, not just, I don't know, a few months back. Remember uh, the guys from Evonik were on. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah. them, Jeremy? Did you meet them at SGM? I didn't. Um, no, I they're doing the PA12 pipe. And it's, it's like, you know, it seems like they were like a 10,000-year-old company or something. <laughs> And, uh, and they're so big in scope and it just kind of reminds me of, of uh, you know, that when you speak of how, how broad your scope is. Yeah. So when we were at, when we were at SGA, we talked a little bit, that was part of the reason we talked about coming on was, um, was some of that natural gas measurement side and that ultrasonic natural gas. Can you yeah. look, we, we have people that listen to this that probably are super nerdy um, about that topic topic and then we probably have some people there going what um can you bring folks along for us unpack that for us a little bit yeah so i can just i'll give you an uh, ultrasonic technology in a nutshell so um ultrasonic technology is not new um it's not something that we invented um basically what it is is we're counting time that's that's really what ultrasonic is so we send an acoustical signal through a transducer and count the time that it takes to get to the other transducer um so you can imagine if you have natural gas flowing, um, picture the natural gas flow as a river and the resistance of the flow of the river slows down the audio acoustical signal from the other trans from one transducer to the other as it goes upstream of the flow. And as it goes downstream, it speeds it up. So you then take the difference in this big long calculation and that I don't know, and um, you come up with a flow rate. And so from there, you can, you can equate volume and uh, cubic feet, actual cubic feet of natural gas. So it, it takes into account, uh, it will take into account temperature and pressure, correct? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, because yep. okay, yep. that's a bit uh, back to my old utility days. I know we had so many manual processes depending on what meter we were using oh, yeah. and what application that mm -hmm. we actually had manually had to input into a system what pressure was being delivered because yes. if we had it at uh, two pound pressure which up in Minneapolis St. Paul area uh, center point did run a, a two pound system but in other areas for industrial commercial use we ran higher pressures and mm -hmm. I know if we didn't compensate for that and we assumed it was being delivered at two pounds when in reality <laughs> it was even 25 pounds oh, that's yeah. a huge billing difference Yep. especially on a commercial or an industrial user huge so okay that's good to know that's really good to know so it does and then temperature is another thing up in minneapolis as you can imagine it's not a big deal but it can get down to where in other parts of the united states we have somewhat swings in in minnesota you get swings you know you're going oh, yeah. down to minus 10 minus 15 um so you could have a, a, a 60 degree difference from what your normal operating days are okay Jeremy, what, yeah. how how new is ultrasonic, or how how long has it been around? Hundreds of years. Yeah, I mean, as far as for this application, 
I'm not sure. I mean, it's definitely, you know, we're not the first, um, but we are one of the best, um, you know, so um, it's been around, it's been proven. Um, It's it's another form of measurement for, you know, you could do gas or liquids uh, for ultrasonic measurement. It just takes different transducers and calculations. And and let me just clarify that question. I think I was going on the path. You guys are really targeting commercial and industrial customers versus homes. So this would be for higher volumes, higher pressures, higher, et cetera. Yeah, not necessarily higher pressure, but, um, you know, higher volumes. So we don't have a residential meter. So we start uh, in our downstream business, we start at the commercial industrial type customer. And then we actually have products and applications that fit all the way from, um, you know, call it the burner tip to back to the wellhead. So we have meters and applications and software and other products that scope the entire spectrum of the oil and gas industry except for the house meters. Okay. And I think I played around with this. I ran a midstream group back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some applications where we, we did laterals off some of the midstreams. Yeah. And I think we use, I think in a couple of cases, we use ultrasonic because of the accuracy too, versus sure. a rotary or another type of meter. Yep. Um, and that's, I think that's what was probably my first taste of it. And that was, uh, in the Gulf Coast, I was probably running laterals in Louisiana. So, mm-hmm. all right, this is good to connect the dots, James. Yeah, I, there you go, James. James I another am one of those episodes. We've been on a run where you have been the nerd in the room. Yeah, it's a nice change. I, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's fun. I, I as as everybody knows that knows me, <clears throat> uh, my passion for the energy industry and natural gas is deep and uh, uh, very wide, and I just I just love. Uh, talking, hearing about learning and such like that. Jeremy, let me, let me switch gears a little bit. Um, safety. Um, yes. It's at the forefront of all of our, oh, everything yeah. we do in the whole industry, safety mm-hmm. first, uh, safety moments, tailboard meetings, the whole bit that energy world that our vision is to make the world a safer place to work. Very simple, but it's a, it's a very strong, um, you know, it, it says what our, our core is. And, and we, and as you know, Coffee Jim and James, we have so many topics on safety. Ultrasonic gas meters. Um, what, you know, can you explain how that may tie in as well as your company sick, your, your folks' stance on safety and, and how, how that translates into your world and how you also deliver that to the, to the industry? Sure. Yeah, obviously safety is massive in this industry. Um, it's definitely forefront of mind for us and all of our customers, um, not just for you know us selling products, but for our service group as well. And we're constantly trying to identify ways to make our customers' employees safer and trying to find a way to make everyone that interfaces with our products and other products as safe as possible. For ultrasonic technology, there's a there's a safety issue right in front of your face where it's a mechanic it's a mechanical thing right so first off ultrasonics don't have any mechanical parts okay so there's there's nothing to really break um, there's nothing to stop working and there's nothing to impede the gas flow so one aspect of safety is when you don't impede the gas flow you don't lose a customer if the meter fails meters are going to fail regardless of what they are and whether they're ultrasonic rotary diaphragm turbine 
they're going to fail at some point, yeah. you know, and, and that's understood. But the last thing you want is to freeze out a retirement home in Minnesota in the middle of winter because yeah. your meter failed. Yeah. Right. So ultrasonic meters don't have those moving parts to block gas flow. So if the meter fails, you'll lose measurement, but you won't lose gas flow. Uh, so that's why, you know, for our meters, we have a, a FlowSake 500. Um, that's fantastic for commercial applications. It's a smaller meter, lower pressure, lower volumes. Um, and it just makes a, a wonderful meter for those types like hospitals, uh, schools, apartment complexes, stuff like that. Yep. So dovetailing into the, into the mechanical pieces and having no mechanical side, you then have less maintenance. Well, less maintenance means now you're rolling less trucks. So if you have your, your team at your utility per se, and you're driving out to the meter site to perform scheduled maintenance on a meter, mm-hmm. um, you know, spinning it, doing your spin test, you know, adding oil to the meter, you know, that employee then takes a risk and the company takes a risk by having that employee in a vehicle traveling on public roads where they can't control the, mm-hmm. the situation in the atmosphere. So that's just a, and a secondary or even tertiary um, safety benefit of ultrasonic meters. And then once you start attaching communication devices and electronics to these meters. Telemetry, can, telemetry. Yeah, yep. telemetry, yeah. So once you add telemetry, you know, you can then view all of your meters from one centralized hub in the cloud yep. or on your own secure network, right? And so now you can identify problems a much faster than you would with, say, a rotary or diaphragm where you could have a leak for weeks. Whereas if you have this ultrasonic meter hooked up with, techno- with telemetry, yep. you're going to see diagnostic. You're going to have diagnostics that are going to tell you, hey, something's not going right in the meter. Let me let me send an alert. Right. So it's this technology evolving in our industry um, in conjunction with ultrasonic. So there, there's a lot with safety that can go with this. And it, it's really cool. And a lot of people don't talk about safety when they talk about meters other than, oh, is it mm-hmm. is it anti 300? Is it anti 600, anti 900? I don't want to, you know, is it C1, D1? But you start looking at these other secondary and tertiary safety benefits from an ultrasonic meter. That's really where I think the, the rubber can really hit the road with getting people switched over to that technology. I like it. I, I, yeah. it, I, it reminds me of, I mean, I'm a computer nerd, but like when computer hard drives went from solid, two solid state drives, right? And there were no more moving parts. So, yep. you know, the things that went out on old hard drives were the spinning, you know, drive and then the arm that read it, right? Mm-hmm. And when we did away with all that and you could just be flying through getting information so that's really cool uh jeremy we're gonna wrap here but one thing we do right at the end is one of our like core things with coffee with jim and james is we we want it to be a platform where people get an opportunity to really give it all away you know what good is all the knowledge all the things we've learned the good bad the ugly in-betweens um if we don't share it with everybody because once we go we take all that with us, right? So, yep. Jeremy, you, you kind of have the floor. Is there anything you want to share with our audience? Any, anything, uh, personal business, anywhere in between? Man, that's that's a big, uh, big broad net there. I don't, <laughs> I don't. cast it out there. Any, yeah, anything no. you've learned over your years? <clears throat> anything in this industry? Anything? Of- yeah, this, this, this industry. You know, the biggest thing that I've learned is um, this is a very small industry. The oil and gas business. It gets even smaller when you get down to the measurement side, which is where I've been for the last eight, nine years. Um, you know, 
you never know where you're going to be and you never know where somebody else is going to be. So it's best to be hospitable and kind to people and regardless of your views and, you know, how, how you do your, your daily job, you know, I mean, it's a small industry. It's very small and, you know, don't, don't burn any bridges is is (laughs) what I tell, tell folks that are new in the industry or new to measurement. Don't burn any bridges. Um, You know, just, you know, look out for everybody, be kind. And, and, you know, just that, that's probably one of the biggest things I take away from, from the oil and gas business. That's very uh, uh, insightful and, and very much at, at James's my, and my core is, you know, building relationships and that network, like you were just talking about that. You never know when you're going to need help from a friend. You, you, you know, and it may not even be for you. It could be for somebody yeah. else that calls you up and says, hey, do you know anybody that does ultrasonic meter, blah, yeah. blah, blah? And I'd be like, guess what? Yeah. I got a friend, you know? It's, or about, it's about being, yeah. yeah. It's about being an industry resource, right? You know, and, and don't yeah. don't bash your competitors and, and, and stuff like that. It's know the industry, not just one little small niche of it. Um, so that, so I do have one question before we go. It's oh, been bothering God. me all podcasts. Is so that let, Jim's let, hair? No, well, that, that's every podcast. <laughs> so if we go back to Jim, he pointed out earlier, um, it might have been in the pre-show, that um, he has an espresso and a Keurig. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, so what, a, this espresso there. Yeah. No, free sponsors. no free sponsors. No free sponsors. So what, uh, which do you prefer? Because I'm having my own internal discussions. I have a Keurig. Okay. I want an espresso because I, I like espresso, but I, I like the cure. I, yeah, I should just get both is really what it is. But what's your preference? And I would, I would, I would, uh, I would say yes. And it began with my wife, Tammy Bomia, who is a director of so many things at clock spring NRI pipeline wraps. She has been in the Nespresso world. That's I think our second one. I mean, we mm. used to use that all the time. We went away to Georgia up to the Chattahoochee national forest and spent a week in the secluded cabin and they had no Nespresso and we're like starting to shake, but they had a Keurig there. So we traveled into town, horse and buggy, actually the car and bought some Keurig. (laughs) And we sat out on this beautiful deck by the, by the Creek. And we got back from that vacation. We're like, gosh, you know, the, the Keurig was a good change. So we actually Mm -hmm. switched it up. So we'll have some of these, uh, these are single double, uh, latte or not, not, not lattes. That's wrong. But uh, other yeah. other things. And then I, this is really good for doing, you know, the, the coffees and the cup, Tampio, yeah. sometimes we'll do a mix where she'll do a coffee and then throw a shot of espresso into it. Wow. And so it just gives you a lot of versatility. We have the little cups over here. Uh, some cups over here. And yeah. honestly, I've got, it, I've got an old school, seriously, coffee pot. Does it percolate? I have one of those. I mean, I don't know. I just drink it till it's gone every day. Does it like blah, 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 blah? No, it's just a coffee pot? I don't know. Like, like my Mr. grandpa coffee. had. Yeah. I'm, I think that's <laughs> I probably what it is. KitchenAid yeah. from Walmart. I I, I have one of those sponsor? Italian mocha. No you ever seen those mocha pots? Mm. I have one yeah. of those. We, uh, uh, we're going to have to have Jeremy back on and just talk about coffee. I think we will. Jeremy, or, we're going whatever. To or whatever. You know, talk this... about the cool posters we both have in the background. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about Bob Dylan, who began in Dinkytown in Minneapolis, which is a little secluded 
eclectic area right outside of the University of Minnesota campus back in the 60s. That's where you got to start. Dinky Town, right Dinky in Minneapolis. Town made that episode after hey. all that. I thought it was just a free show thing. Jeremy, it's been awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you. for uh, having me on this award winning podcast. I appreciate oh. it. Award winning, award winning. All right. Okay. We, now we're met good. the quota. Jeremy, thanks again uh, on behalf yeah. of James and I. Thanks for taking the time today to enlighten us a little bit more about your technology, your company, some of the benefits of ultrasonic metering. I'm a, a huge fan. Uh, you absolutely hit some of my memory cells with this. So thank you, sir. I appreciate yep. it. My pleasure. We appreciate it. Audience, please, if you're on the LinkedIn uh, platform, uh, connect with Jeremy, follow SICK, uh, learn some things, uh, ask some questions, and whatever you do, as I always say, stay safe. Until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, we will see you soon. Take care, everybody, and stay safe.